1: Welcome back, happy new year, sort of belatedly, but this is our first time recording since the new year. This is not another true crime podcast, you already know. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: and yeah, we're, you know, Sarah and Danny coming at you another year, yes. another year older for sure. I feel like I'm like four years older, wiser. I don't know about that, but TBD, t- t- b- die. but I mean, very excited to be here. And I just want to like, yeah, I feel like in the new year, you just get so excited. I'm like, thank you, everybody for listening. Thank you for us. Having a fun time. I'm very excited about our podcast in this year.
1: Yeah, me too. Um I think it also is like the 5th year of the podcast. Oh. I mean, I guess it will be in October, but like cuz I think it started in 2018, yes.
2: so Oh my god. Wow. That Half is a
1: decade ill of me talking. <laughs> Ugh, who let that happen?
2: <laughs> who let that happen? Everybody uh just keep on letting it happen because that's so f- I really also I feel like because the it's like how like some people aren't counting 2020 to 2022 was like aging years. I feel like I'm like, was that? Yeah. Did we even, what was even recorded then? I have no clue. <laughs>
1: yeah, who even knows? Uh,
2: but honestly, I mean, it's like presidents say four more years, five more years for us.
1: What's that? Yes. If, if, yeah, that'll be our new term. Yes,
2: yes, decades. The,
1: the, that's the, the terms of the true crime podcasters. True. <laughs> but Danny, how was your like holidays?
2: You know, it was good. I feel, what did I, uh, well, no, I think we already talked because I did the I did the Miss Cleo watch, which was very good. And then I also oh, yes. have been living in Brit Box, which doesn't really have documentaries as <laughs> much, but it's really giving me a lot of um fun, uh little like crime and detective shows to really unpack and just sit in I and watch those. while it's so gloomy out. So I'm I'm really savouring that, but I really did nothing, which I loved. How was yours?
1: I love that. Yeah, I pretty much did nothing. I watched the documentary on Peacock, it's called Oh, my God. I forget. This is so bad. I forget the actual title, but it's about Justina Pelletier and the, and her name's in the title. So you could just search Justina and you'll find it. Um, ah, wow. Like, if you guys have watched it, please DM me on my personal Sarah Lamine because I want to talk to people about it. I just had a lot of thoughts. I told my friend to watch it. She watched it immediately. So that was, like, amazing. Ooh, but yeah. I feel like. Yeah, I just you know need to debrief so many thoughts. Really good documentary. They pretty much got like everybody under the sun. They they managed to interview. So I thought that was really cool. Oh, that's a really. But yeah, definitely recommend to watch. Right. It's not like a. I don't think it's a true crime documentary, but it's definitely about. It's it's more like investigative for sure. Like it's about the healthcare system. It's about there's a little bit. I mean, there's a big plot point of Munchausens by proxy. So
2: yeah okay all right that is i by the end of this week i will finish it because i got occupied with my Brit box but now i am back to i will i get that i will dock it up and also a thing because i don't know if you have resolutions i want to read more so if you have any crime books or thriller books recommend i don't you can take your time to think it through but i also feel like probably our listeners if they listen to this are also in that genre. So I'm happy to receive. Well, if
1: you do, yes, if you do want to get some thriller recommendations, I put up um on the True Crime Instagram, not another true crime. We have a highlight of book recommendations. I did um I need to do some that are coming out in 2023, but uh last week I did my my favorite 10 or so of 2022. So it lives on a highlight. Just go to the Instagram, not another true crime. Oh. It's called Book Rex. And I gotcha. Kevin. And oh, I yeah. give you a little summary too of all, of all the books. So Okay. Yeah. that,
2: that is good Got to know. Me. Okay. So you are my books. Dylan from Mention All is my movies.
1: Yes. The oh, Co is Cow
2: really keeps movies. me cultured.
1: <laughs> yes. Totally. Well, I don't know if we're speaking of speaking of culture, I think. I think this mm-hmm. is this is very big in the culture. Um, we decided to take it all the way back to eighteen ninety two or <laughs> And I'm sure
2: when people are like, oh, you're taking it all the way back to the 70s. No, honey. No. The 18s, 100s. Yeah.
1: The 90s, the 1890s, that is. Like, seriously.
2: I want my 90s. I'm a 90s kid.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Only real 90s kids remember this crime. (laughs) Um, But I feel like this is one of those things where it's just so, I don't know, well-known that it's like, how have we not covered it before?
2: I know, because also there almost is a, situation with it where you're like is it just folklore like you know when you hear these stories being passed yes. down I'm like was that one that actually happened or was that one that like someone just told me in middle school and I'm like oh this one actually did happen and I drove by yes. the house to prove it why well, didn't oh my god really? drive by the house to prove it I was up there and we were like oh it's on the way home so then we drove by um I think you can take a tour I'm not sure if you could take a tour in it yes okay you can maybe do that to make it work you kind of do just drive by a house <laughs> so um Saver, there's a Duncan four minutes away, so definitely worth it. Um, that is all I got out of it from not paying for the tour. But uh, next time I probably would take the tour to learn a little
1: bit that more. <laughs> is that is fair. Um and, and and speaking of folklore, it does uh this crime is memorialized in a cute little rhyme. Or I don't know if it's cute. I get I'll let you all be the judge. But <laughs> but yes, you guys were gonna talk about uh Lizzie Borden and the murders of Andrew and Abby Borden. Um Again, a very well-known case, but it's about time. And this was, this was one of those things where I was like, ah, you know, I thought I knew about it, but I had never really done any research into it. Well, also, it's a thing. I knew it
2: happened. I didn't know what happened to her after and yeah. all the stories that she told and kind of how it went down. It's sort of like, oh, I had the two sentence and I had the the full, the the rhyme <laughs> that's all i knew
1: yes you had yeah you had the rhyme lizzie born and took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax when she saw what she had done she gave her father 41 that's all you knew and you're like i know the facts there we go that kind of is okay that sums it up
2: water cooler chat yeah
1: <laughs> it kind of does except it was her stepmother i was
2: like, little just thinking that like give that bitch the mug that says i'm not the stepmom i'm the mom who stepped up
1: <laughs> have you oh, seen those my <laughs> yes. oh my god yes oh my god no i have seen those that's fucking hilarious <laughs> <laughs> like
2: I want one of those shirts. Like to, maybe I will become a stepfather just to have one of those shirts.
1: I feel like yes, you you could have. I don't even. I don't think you have stepdad energy no. yet, at all. But unfortunately, but we could get you a mug. Yeah, maybe a mug. Un, well,
2: unfortunately. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know if that would be a thing. For, but I would just sip out of the mug, even though I am sipping out of the. There's so many plugs. Our true crime mug right now.
1: Wait. Oh my god. Speaking of plugs, everyone's gonna hate us. I'm sorry, but we didn't plug <laughs> our live show, you oh, guys. It's yes. next month.
2: <laughs> I'm very excited.
1: Yes, next month Union Hall. It's February sixteenth, so it's a Thursday. We're gonna have a club going up. But TGIT,
2: it's like we're taking back Scandal, Grey's Anatomy, all the Shonda Rhyme Shondaland Thursday. Thank God it's Thursday, and it's at seven thirty p.m. I want to say
1: yes. Um, and the tickets are at the link in our bio at Not Another True Crime on Instagram. Um, so check them out. We sold. I'm pretty sure we sold out last time, so don't wait. Buy
2: them, buy them. It'll be like a fun post Valentine's. Day show, so that'll probably we'll probably have to theme it around that. I feel that would be. I
1: I think so. I think we'll have to do some kind of bloody Valentine situation.
2: Okay, my Google will be searched, but Good Charlotte may be involved. (laughs) Oh, okay. You know what? Honestly, I'm 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 open to all these avenues.
1: Right, and also if you if you can't get enough of us, um, we were in a documentary on Tubi, guys. I don't know because we were just like we had to make sure that it was good, and it actually really is good. good. Yeah, very yeah. good.
2: And also, I we didn't I had I didn't want to be like the thing like guys get ready because we heard nothing about it until two days before it came out. So I literally <laughs> literally. was like, we got cut out of this. I, I we I know.
1: Not. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like, whatever. They this never made it to press or whatever. But no, it's called Suburban Nightmare. It's on Tubi. It's about the A Ramsey murder and um they have a whole slew of experts i don't know why we're in it but whatever
2: <laughs> her dad's in it like we there was like really yeah. a lot of important figures so it was really interesting i know you read and consumed so much about that case already but i i felt like i like i was like oh, this is a very fascinating take on it and everything so definitely was worth a shot and Tubi is free i think i downloaded it, is it for free. free so yeah
1: yes it's free i know i even learned a lot i feel like researching redoing the case like re researching it for the documentary i think i learned a lot and um it might change your opinions it might not and I, again I, I can't believe they're like they're like we need these two
2: but hey no you know what and it's all thanks to you know people you, the, the pockets I could
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so check it out it is free and yeah let us know what you think and I think that was enough detours. I think we did it all. So en- Enough we'll detours.
2: Go. We have just landed in Fall River, Massachusetts.
1: Yes, we have. And we are talking about one of the greatest unsolved. I feel like unsolved should be in like air quotes, like with an asterisk.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also heard that as when oh, then when we will start when you said the greatest. I was just in Whitney Houston voice in my head, like the greatest love of all. But continue.
1: Oh, yes. So if anybody uh, else, if any one other person. That. Did you see the biopic? No. I struggle with Yeah,
2: I know. I'm curious. I love... I've heard
1: it's, like, okay, I think. Mm -hmm.
2: But I know. I'm kind of just like, oh, I'll just watch clips. I'll just watch The Bodyguard.
1: Okay, fair enough.
2: (laughs) You know what I mean? But yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So we're talking about the murders of Andrew and Abby Borden. Uh, So we are... Again, we are located... This is Fall River, Massachusetts, 1892. And at this point in history, Fall River is a textile town about 50 miles south of Boston. So we're in New England right now too. Yes, um, very,
2: very, very. Um, get your s- cable knit sweaters, your Mary Lou coffee, <laughs> your clam that's chowder. The people yeah. nearby there. Yeah, sorry. Your Mar-
1: I- what, Mary Lou is that the chain?
2: It's like a local chain. I think just in Massachusetts, and everyone was talking about it. Uh, and I was like, "What is this?" I went. You get like a big gulp size of iced coffee, and it's like Obsessed. hazelnut hinted. And
1: I think it was like Ooh.
2: yeah. And I was it was magical, and it's all pink. It was really fun. <laughs>
1: That's cute. Okay. I have to add that to my list for my next Boston trip. No, 100%. So we are talking about Lizzie Borden. Borden, Lizzie Andrew Borden. I'm like, wow, we do love a gender neutral moment. Blake Lively in this bitch. Yeah. Yes. On uh, July 19th, 1860, in Fall River, her dad Andrew was, uh, he was like a lot of articles just called him a businessman. I think he started in textiles and like he was also a former bank president. I don't know, man. He was just rich. Like, whatever.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he had money.
1: I think, didn't he also make caskets? Ew, really? I think something like morbid. that. I thought I read. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no disrespect. I'm like, well, that was just the morbid <laughs> turn I was not expecting.
2: <laughs> yeah, but also, like, but let's, we can fact check that down for all the people. I think I just, I think I read that, but I'm not sure. Wait, but what were you saying? He kind of gives the vibe of
1: who? Oh, um, like, when someone works in finance or something and you don't know what they do, oh. they're just like, he's like a businessman. And you're like, they're in finance.
2: FinTech? I'm like, do, exactly. you make, do you make fins for finding Nemo? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand, but I know you have more money than I will ever have. So,
1: congrats. Yeah. And you're like, so yes, I will go to dinner with you. Yes, I will be the stepdad who stepped up. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> So Andrew had two daughters with his first wife um and the daughters were Emma obviously uh, Emma and Lizzie obviously um and Lizzie's mother died in, when she was young I think it was eighteen sixty two and then Andrew remarried in eighteen sixty five to a woman named Abby and the kind of rumors reports are that Lizzie and Emma really didn't like Abby and they would fight with them, especially about uh money um and Abby was a housewife. Andrew was described as dour and parsimonious, just not a popular dude.
2: No. Uh,
1: and meanwhile, Lizzie was a Sunday school teacher, and she served on the board of Fall River Hospital. She was um, 32 at the time of the murders, living at home, so we love a spinster right. moment. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, shout out to all the 32-year-old spinsters.
1: <laughs> like me. I mean, yeah, eh, sort of.
2: <laughs> you know, you know, we're
0: spinning. Big, you know, things are spinning.
2: Yeah, so all of this is going down in this house. Um, Andrew bought this home in 1872 and converted it from a two family house into a one family home. It's huge. It was a block away from his yeah. business, so super convenient. It's kind of like in house hunters when they're like, I want to be close to work and a non negotiable. I and want I want two homes. $2. <laughs> yeah, really.
0: yeah.
2: Well, he would respect all those people because also, the thing about Andrew is while he did make a lot of money, everyone said he was very cheap. And yes. Like, like very modest with his cash. I think, which kind of annoyed his family because they're like,
1: "Why don't we have a toilet? Everybody else has a toilet." Oh yeah, they didn't have like plumbing and electricity, right? Yeah,
2: and like uh, that was kind of like the thing at this time for like that like very fancy rich people to have. And he's like, "We don't need it."
1: So cut. You know what? He. I mean, to have a toilet. I think I think he could <laughs> ball out a little bit, sir. <laughs> Bowl out, baby. Bowl out. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. <Bowl.
2: smart. laughs> hey. Also, I know that he was generous with his money in regards to his in laws because I think like he gave like his uh, sister in law a home, which kind of pissed off the kids and everything like that because they're kind oh, of like, yeah. "Where's our money?" Which I f- is fair because they're like, "Hi,
1: you know what?" I think this is like an AITA post, and it's like AITA for getting <laughs> mad at my dad for buying. Uh, my stepmom's family a house when we don't even have plumbing, and I think you would say not the asshole. I,
2: I'd say up until this point, Lizzie, I'm with you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> up until now, you know, li- I, I think I'd be mad too. <laughs> yeah, you know what?
2: Yeah, I, she's like, I just want to feel charming. I want to be charming with my charmin. Was that toilet paper around then? Who knows? <laughs> probably, probably. They got some plies. He probably, but he was like, we don't need to use that. Just use plywood. It's fine. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> They had a live-in maid, also Bridget Sullivan. Feels like Ooh, they
1: also called. I think they called her Maggie or something. As I, I was reading know. that. I was like, "How do you get that from that?" Uh, they're both yes, Irish. You- <laughs> yeah. It's like to me, I'm like, "How do you get Dick from Richard?" Like it's that uh, kind of thing.
2: The way you just. Where said I'm that. like. That sounds like that sounds that sounds like an NSFW book. How do I yes. get Dick from Richard?
1: <laughs> True, but literally. But I know what Like, you how mean. is that a nickname for that?
2: I guess because people just want to give Richard's villain origin stories. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pretty much.
2: <laughs> so yeah, Bridgie Sullivan, she was Irish, and Gabra, shout out. The house was railroad style, meaning you had to go through each room to get to the next room. Anybody in a city or New York is like, you mean every home?
1: <laughs> I feel like that's every Yeah, apartment. right? No hallways. No hallways. Just, no. Just connection. Except there was an I've upstairs definitely, landing. Yes, what, you've lived I've looked them? at yeah. apartments that, no, never lived oh, in railroad, no. but I've looked at apartments and they looked great in the pictures and you're like why is this and it's like the rent is so cheap and you're like why does this exist and then you get there and you're like oh there's like no common room no hallways like you should have you should have put this on the listing because now we wasted everybody's time every listing
2: should have a floor plan
1: yes thank you add measurements Mm -hmm, please give me the room dimensions
2: and now i'm always like whenever there's not i'm like oh because it's a shoebox, a literal shoebox set up. Yes. And I would do a railroad if I was living alone. But imagine a roommate and you're like, oh, you have to walk through the roommate's apartment or room well, exactly. to pay.
1: Yeah. You got to walk through my bedroom to get to the bathroom or the kitchen. Like, absolutely not.
2: And if you're the boarders, you're like, there's no bathroom. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got to walk through all of our rooms to get outside <laughs> or whatever to the outhouse. I don't even know what they had. Yeah. So, I mean, they had a lot of locks
2: at, uh, because they kind of like, you know, railroad apartments like I don't I don't want people coming in and out unannounced like let me have some privacy some peace of mind so they had mm-hmm. a lot of locks it was still described as like a modest house with all their locks and everything like that and it wasn't in the fancy area that was like the aspirational area called the hill kind of like how in the two-parter Rockefeller episode we did there was like remember it was like the, oh all my the god tiers. yes
1: San Marino Submarino
2: and, like, no Marino. Super marina. Super Marino. Whatever yeah. it was.
1: It's already, like, out of my memory. <laughs> already out
2: of my memory, but I am so obsessed with that case, and I hope you guys enjoyed the two parts of it. Because it did need two parts. Two hour-longs. Oh, yeah. Woof. Um. Yeah. The area where the Bordens
1: lived also was seeing an influx of Catholic immigrants, too. So, you know, things were going on around here. I mean, which is just one thing I don't understand about Christianity. I'm mm. sorry. I'm like, you guys are... I don't... Whatever. I'll never get it. But I I'm think... like, how are you going to hate... They just, it's like, they just remix the same, the same nude. Like, it's just variations on the theme. Like, how are you going to be so prejudiced towards these people that believe at the center of the same shit and and live life I don't get it. But yes. um, But no, I mean, there obviously has been, like, a lot of discrimination against Catholics throughout history. and Yeah, I know that the the Catholics are in
2: Ireland. I know that. I know that drama. Oh, yeah. But. When it gets beyond that, I'm kind of like, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I think that was the same thing here too. It was definitely oh, yeah. Protestants first, Catholics. A tale it's Tals It's all this time
2: Four green fields. Yeah.
1: Also, though, I've never met, I've never met anyone who's Protestant. So I'm kind of like, either. How did they have? I'm like, damn. What? I don't know. Just like, what happened? Like. Are they? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. They started this feud and now I literally have <laughs> never met anyone who's Protestant.
2: Uh, which I respect. They're like, okay, I'm causing the drama and I'm Irish exiting, even though they wouldn't uh, Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. They're English Irish exiting, <laughs> they're Northern <laughs> Ireland exiting.
1: <laughs> Yeesh. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. So as far as them, everyone's going to be like, you guys are fucking idiots. I'm like, yes, true. I oh, don't know.
2: <laughs> if you are listening to this for the first time, yes, we are. And if you are going to cut <laughs> us out.
1: <laughs> So, okay, as far as the murders go, August it happened on August fourth, eighteen ninety two, which was a very hot day. There was a Leo. Heat wave.
2: And I'm pretty sure Lizzie Borden yeah. is a Leo too, so
1: Oh yeah, because her birthday's July. July nineteenth, she might be the one I don't know. She might be the one right before Leo. It's yeah, okay. We're not yes. here for that. This is not does an not astrology matter. podcast. Just, yeah. But it could be. But it could, be. it could it it could be if you uh, <laughs> want a very well
2: if you want a very poorly done astrology podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's just yes. me and Sarah reading about our signs only and being like, I don't really care about anybody else. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> so um, Andrew's brother-in-law, John Morris, was visiting from out of town and staying in the guest room. But he left that morning to visit other relatives Wow, doing a real real family mm-hmm. tour. You got to be brave to to go from one side of the family to the other right away.
2: <laughs> Probably just because I have toilets. <laughs> They're like, you know, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> <See how I'm."
1: laughs> you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So And and then Andrew left to do some errands in the morning, and Emma was away. So it was just Abby, Lizzie, and Bridget at home. Girls night. And Bridget was apparently sick upstairs because she ate some bad mutton stew. Hate that. Really do hate that. And then when Andrew got back, he took a nap on the couch in the living room. And um, later that morning, he was found in a pool of blood on the living room couch. His face was nearly split in two.
2: Yeah, they said that he was probably like sleeping on the couch because like his eyes literally in half closed, Ugh. like horizontally.
1: My God, gross. I know. Abby's body was also discovered upstairs, mutilated badly, just really bad. Um, and it was kind of figured out that she'd been killed about an hour before okay. Andrew. Then it got, then it starts to get weird. There was no murder weapon, but there was a hatchet found in the basement. This hatchet, apparently, only had part of the handle left, and it was concluded that it was recently broken off. It also uh, looked like the hatchet might have been deliberately covered with a layer of ash to kind of make it seem like it was just just all just sitting there, you know, oh. your old broken hatchet that you keep in the basement. <laughs> you mean that hatchet? Oh, I don't even...
2: That was there when we moved in. <laughs> They're like, didn't you build this house together? <laughs>
1: Yes, and then there was also a bucket of bloody washcloths found in the basement bathroom, which I'm like, okay, you got a basement bathroom, but no plumbing. But also, or they said they the said it was a wash. It was a wash. I guess so. oh, I'm Sorry.
2: Imagine the smell. Go on.
1: Yeah. Oof. And Lizzie claimed that she was on her period, which I guess is a good is a good excuse. Could be good. Good. Say, but also
2: like <laughs> for the, for the gruesomeness of this crime,
1: how much blood was there? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I bet, I mean, you know the men investigating this were That's like, true. menstruation,
2: <laughs> Miss Flow. <laughs> it's Olivia Wilde, like Miss Flow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, but I mean, so this crime was a huge deal because it happened, the murder happened in broad daylight, it was on a busy street, nobody saw anybody enter or leave the house, nobody heard anything. You would think that you would hear screams of people being hacked to death. Right? But I guess if you're asleep,
2: but, but still. But right. I wonder also if they're because like, may, like uh, yeah, like maybe that's why, like, because they're not in the neighborhood, like maybe the aspirational neighborhood is like where everyone's like just eavesdropping, begging for gossip and everyone in their neighborhood's like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> you would think they know. would, but who knows? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And there was also no robbery. There's no sexual assault. So it was just this really brutal murder. And the motives are really unclear. And also on top of that, the front door was like triple locked. The back door was locked. The side door was the only one that could have been accessed. Hmm.
2: Hmm. 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 So, yeah. <laughs> an investigation, of course, commences. But, like a lot of investigations, I mean, less so present day, but still so happens. But a lot of investigations from these older cases that we um, talk about, it's just kind of like a mad libs of what can go wrong in a case, <laughs> in a <laughs> investigation research going wrong. Like, so fingerprinting. Started to become a thing in Europe back then, but Fall River authorities didn't trust it at the time. They were just like, "What? What is this? What is the science? This is not. It's like uh, the wife swap. This is not of God. This is not Christian." <laughs> uh, so they declined My God, to fingerprint that woman.
1: The ha- what a throwback!
2: What a th- one of the first viral video women's? I feel like.
1: Um,
2: so they declined to fingerprint the hatchet found in the basement. So there goes that. <laughs> They're just like, well. I don't want to be Europe. Yeah,
1: they were just like, nah, we don't trust this new science. I mean, I yeah. guess I get that, but...
2: And they're, well, also because they're probably like, Europe, you mean the place that has no air conditioning? And I'm like, okay, counterpoint. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah,
1: you can't, e- I mean, speaking of plumbing, you can't even like throw your toilet paper in the toilets there. That's true.
2: <laughs> also, as feels typical for the time, the crime scene, and it became like Studio 54. Like it was visited by everybody. <laughs> it, was, it was like a club. It was visited by <laughs> reporters, doctors, police officers, passerbyers. I'm like, they truly were just like, it's like, anybody want to come in and just see some blood? My <laughs> come, God. On, come on. Massachusetts
1: hottest club is yeah. grab your Mary loose,
2: sip it up. Uh oh God, police bro. initially thought a man committed the crime, but of course. Uh and first arrest wretch is a Portuguese immigrant. They just arrested him because, you know, man. Portuguese immigrant he was innocent though of yeah course. they did
1: not like immigrants back then I mean they're not loving them yeah, now but, but we are hopefully changing
2: that yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh now luckily there's a little more laws and blowback <laughs> not not the most but some uh yeah. authorities discovered that a woman believed to be Lizzie had tried to buy a poison called Prusik the day before the murders it was only available by prescription. I wonder, like, prescription medications. Like,
1: what is that? I'm like, I've never heard of this poison I'm like, before. Prussic acid. Yeah. <laughs> you're like,
2: hey, um, you, you're gonna have that prussic acid anywhere? Uh, the woman at the pharmacy claimed she, Lizzie, needed it to put an edge on a seal skin cape. Oh my god. And Lizzie did, in fact, have a few seal skin capes. So I'm guessing it's kind of like, um, like it, it like the end of like we're like that's texture uh, that's phrase. what i'm
1: thinking of like if you run if you have a run in your stockings you can put like clear yes. now polish on it to stop the run like this is but i'm like whatever i'm just like sure sure girl do also, you do. F-
2: i never knew people use like seal
1: skin Huh? I don't
2: know. Not it's gotta thing. be
1: warm <laughs> i'm not condoning the murder of seals
2: but it's gotta be warm and also for their capes. I'm like, what the fuck is that?
1: So the maid, wearing, Bridget Sashmaki, Yeah, who's wearing a
2: cape? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, yeah.
1: Back then they were.
2: Back then they I'm were. Sure. Even like, honestly, some capes now are like she, but not like a long cape. I feel like it has to be like, kind of like a poncho-y cape now.
1: Yes. Now it definitely does. Otherwise, you kind of look like a villain. Ever, and also like, <laughs>
2: what street are you walking? I'm like, so then like I would like walk a block in my cape and I just be, like okay, oh, yeah. there's a seat, five pieces of gum, and a lit <laughs> cigarette on my cape. <laughs>
1: Give me some prussic acid. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um,
2: so then the maid, Bridget slash Maggie, was accused of leaving the house that evening with an unidentified parcel. Hmm? Interesting. According to Lizzie, at 11.15 a.m., she discovered Andrew dead. Repeatedly stuck in the head with a sharp instrument. Okay, she discovered him. No doy. Uh, she claimed that she was in the barn at the time of the murders. I guess through that side door. Lizzie said she yelled for Bridget, ergo Maggie to run and get the doctor, but the doctor wasn't home, so she had her go to a friend down the street. Like Weirdly, though, there was like an Irish doctor living next door, like an Irish immigrant, and also a French-Canadian doctor who lived behind them, but neither were considered suitable. So I guess this is just kind of like, where's our Protestant Massachusetts man?
1: Seriously. Well, yeah, what's kind of interesting about this trial is like, there's, I think it involves, like, Sort of sexism, or like views of gender and sex, and like views yeah. of like immigrants versus, you know, us versus them mentality. Like all of these types of things kind of play in at the trial.
2: A hundred percent, yeah. Which makes it kind of like a weird case study of so much of what's going on then. Yeah, and um, there were a like a lot of inconsistencies also with her story. Um, she also was like dry as a bone, like not a tear in sight. When asked about the murders, uh, these tears dry on their own, Amy Winehouse. Uh, the, <laughs> the family doctor claimed he prescribed Lizzie morphine to help her sleep. So maybe that's why she was confused and acting weird. Imagine oh my God, let me get some, some
1: of that. I would love a hit of morphine to help <laughs> my me sleep. Yo. My
2: melatonin gummies ain't <laughs> yeah. cutting it like that. They are
1: about. seriously not. Holy shit.
2: I want to go to bed tonight and wake up in 2025. Like, get me that REM cycle.
1: <laughs> Seriously. Sometimes I'm like, sometimes when my insomnia is really bad, I'm like, what if I just go to the hospital and ask for, like, propofol or whatever? They Ooh. used to, like, straight up sedate people. Like, I know they, they
2: hope I fall. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. They'd be like, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> ma'am, just, you it's, know, here's, here's a sleepy time Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They'd Here's be like, a have you tried? just relaxing <laughs>
2: and a pamphlet of what the hospital has to do, and nowhere on it does it say deal with your bullshit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this really feels like those times where they'd be like, Oh, you have an issue, just like do cocaine. <laughs> like, I oh, wonder if they then? had if this was back when like cocaine was in Coca Cola. Like, probably if they're prescribing people morphine. I mean, it wasn't.
2: It was just on the table, not in the Coca Cola can. They're like, we don't know how to we don't know how to can things yet, but we can provide you with a few dollars. I gotta Google that. that. It's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. While you're googling that, I'm gonna let everybody know that Emma also claimed that she and Lizzie did not have ill will towards Abby, the stepmom. Uh, but a lot of people kind of feel like they did, and you know, sort of. Hmm. The Stepmom coming in taking the money because they felt like a lot of times, like Abby married Andrew just for the cash flow, which you know, do as you got to do. But the kids were not that happy about that. Uh, Lizzie testified at an inquest that was held just five days after the murder, which was kind of crazy, like very fast. And she also did not have a lawyer, uh, she's kind of just freeballing it at this time. And she was ultimately arrested and charged with double homicide, which brings us to. The trial.
1: The trial. Also, I just want to say that um, Coca-Cola claims on its website that it never contained cocaine. Um, huh. However, early Coke, which was around, I think, 1894, did. And it was marketed as like a sort of medicine. Also, cocaine was legal at the time. Wow. So, wow. We got to throw it back. And it was a common ingredient in medicine. So, huh? we got to throw it back. The, yes, after the original recipe everything. was brewed in 1886. And included cocaine.
2: Oh, I thought you meant the original recipe for cocaine was brewed. And I was like, oh, no. Is it like a Starbucks we proudly brew?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> uh so yeah, no, that's the that it was kind of like the precursor to Coca Cola. But anyway, okay. it's fine.
2: And we also need to unpack like what's in a Celsius because like that shit hooks you hard too.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, know. yeah, what's in a Red Bull, like tons uh, of caffeine.
2: I had one an hour ago, so
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Got to start. Starting the year I mean, off it, right. it. Yeah. I was going to say it is the first day back from the holidays. So you I do know. what you got to do to, like, get through.
2: Honey, and I am. <laughs> uh, ha,
1: ha, ha. <laughs> so the trial was huge nudes. I mean, we don't need to tell you all that. The fact that we're still hearing about this case is kind of proof. Um, but what's kind of interesting is it occurred sort of at the start of mass market newspapers and magazines. Ooh. And also sensationalist journalism. So a lot of reports were, you know, it was early clickbait. It's kind of like,
2: yeah, like, daughter kills husband or (laughs) daughter kills family. Yeah. Yes. I just imagine just like a lot of newsies
1: like running around with like, hey, hey. Yeah. That's what I'm picturing. Yes. Definitely. And also, what's interesting is like, okay, so I talked about like a lot of issues like coalescing, like there was feminism, there was class, there was like, uh, I don't know, xenophobia. That's the word I'm looking Mm -hmm. for. So like all these issues were kind of coalescing. So women's groups supported Lizzie, including the Women's Christian Temperance Union and suffragists, which was interesting because the suffragists were claiming that Lizzie couldn't get a fair trial because the jury wouldn't be made up of her peers because women couldn't vote, so they couldn't serve on a jury. They got him there. I'm like, that's interesting. Lizzie's accidentally girl (laughs) bossing. Right. However, I think the fact that there were no women on the jury helped her in the end.
2: I, 100%. And I, it, it, Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean.
1: And Lizzie, so she got the best defense money could buy. A Harvard chemist testified that at the hearing that he didn't find blood on the hatchet. She also produced the dress that she allegedly wore, and it only had a tiny spot of blood on it.
2: I'm just picturing it has the tag still on it. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, this dress that I wore. I
1: mean, literally.
2: It's like she went to Macy's. It's yeah. like the original ad for Macy's. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the blood is like a huge thing in the case because a neighbor like saw her right after or like the friend that she went to go see, like she had no blood on her and like there wasn't even a lot of blood spatter in the house. And so that was kind of a huge thing where it's like, if you're hacking someone to death with an, with an axe, like you're probably going to be covered in blood. One would assume. Like it stands to reason. Um. Her attorneys claimed the whole prussic acid thing was a case of mistaken identity, like, you know, some other lady at the pharmacy. It wasn't me like a big shaggy moment. Then I did it on the cover. Wasn't me. Then I tried to buy the acid. Wasn't me like, I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Is there coke in my cola? Yeah, wasn't it
1: wasn't <laughs> me. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, And her supporters really just couldn't believe that. A well-to-do Protestant nun, as they called her. Like, they literally called her a Protestant nun. Where'd that come from? Because she's Protestant, and she, like, volunteers at the church. I don't know. Sixpence,
2: none the richer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So they really just couldn't believe that she would kill her own father.
2: Endorphins and God make you happy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So there was a preliminary hearing where a judge declared she was probably guilty, so he sent her back to jail until a trial could happen in Superior Court. Um, what would have happened next would have been the attorney general or the district attorney would bring her to trial, but they both thought she was guilty, but neither of them really wanted to be the ones to bring the trial because of political reasons. Um So what they did instead was they convened a grand jury with twenty three jurors, which seems like a lot, I will say. Yeah. That's like how many how many jurors do you like I thought what a are the jury authentic? pool is
2: twelve. I thought so too and then was there yeah the, but i don't of know theory, how just kind
1: grand of like, juries work
2: i guess that is. i also feel like back then they're just kind of like
1: who wants to come see this yeah
2: i think there's and nothing so, else to do
1: yeah i know and maybe they just had a lot of alternates like who knows um or maybe the rules were different back then i don't really know um but then at the grand jury something really pretty key happened um so like remember that friend that lizzie had the maid go get yes that friend mm-hmm. was alice russell and she actually, this is actually so morbid and just mind-blowing, but she slept in the boarding house for a few nights after the murders, literally while Andrew and Abby's bodies were, like, laid out on mortician boards. Huh? I don't
2: I don't understand how that is, like, hey, girl, wanna come slumber party? We have no running yeah. water, so the smells of a decomposing body and our yes. sewage all together and it's a crime scene, and everyone thinks maybe I did it.
1: Come snuggle. Like, what? That is that is my exact thought. Like, the smell. You're gonna be haunted. Like, I just I, feel like.
2: I, I honestly think, besides the fact that I am only as smart as I can be, I think the smell factor is why I'm so bad at history, because all I've ever thought about whenever I read a book or, like, historical thing is, I'm like, do you know how bad it probably smell?
1: <laughs> but everybody was nose nose blind to it, so I feel like nobody knew. That's true. That psychological thing
2: where it's, like, exposed. Yeah. Okay, that's true. And also everyone was just on uh, morphine. So it doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> yeah, they were fucking. hopped are on morphine and cocaine. Which <laughs> They're people, like apparently. The
2: I'm looking at the like the eight foot tall rabbit dancing in the corner. <laughs> They're just <laughs> hallucinating on things. Like, Everybody just I don't know. Fucked I have lately. Yeah.
1: Was that also? Ba- I mean, maybe this was earlier where like they didn't have very good clean water. So people would just be drunk all the time. <laughs> oh. Anyway, but- honestly, sounds lit. Sounds extremely lit. lit. Yeah.
2: But- and they didn't have to know. They didn't know what global warming is or anything. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Did like, they? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so this friend disclosed a detail that she had never disclosed before, but finally did at the urging of her lawyer. Um, that on the Sunday after the murders, Lizzie burned a dress on the stove. And mm. yeah. Honestly, and
2: food back then looked so weird. I feel like is was it a dress or was it a a dish a family a family dish? <laughs> Just kidding. I knew it was a dress. But yeah.
1: Right. Well, they claimed the dress was stained with paint and had to be burned. And I just don't think that that's a thing that you ever have to do if you get paint on your clothes. And like some paint is flammable. Like I just true. And also just throw like, it just out. Like just throw it out or turn it into rags. Like we're recycling yeah. here. But I'm like you don't need to burn a dress just cuz you got paint on it. I and also know. on your stove inside. Like
2: don't you have a you have there's no fire outdoors? Yeah,
1: that's also <laughs> super weird. Um and the grand jury did choose to indict so the district attorney and the attorney general is still like, oh, fuck, we got to try this bitch. Like, they did not want to.
2: But still, the attorney general did not want to try her. He said he was, like, sick. <coughs> I'm sick. Just kind of like, oh, <laughs> that was today. And got another DA from north of Boston to co-prosecute, along with the Bristol County DA, uh, Hosea Knowlton. So the trial went on, and Lizzie had her like, was really Anna Delvey foundationing it up. You know what I mean? (laughs) She showed up to trial holding flowers. Like, she kind of was her like, like, you could bring
1: props to trial? Like,
2: what? (laughs) Wait, it's that like Kamala Harris clip where she's like, Venn diagrams, you're agreeing with me. I brought props. (laughs) Um, So she flowers, she had a fan. She was wearing tightly corseted, flowy clothes. Like, she really was like this. She was serving. Woman yeah. Yes. Really trying to have it all. Also, Lizzie's lawyer had appointed one of the three justices who oversaw the case. Um, I don't know where conflict of interest when that phrase came about. Okay. I think there was a little, a little something going on here. The prosecution also was not allowed to present the evidence about the prusic acid. You know, this seal skin cape. <laughs> that was also poison. And Fall River was excluded from the jury pool. So the jury was made up of farmers and tradesmen, most of whom were Protestants who had daughters close to Lizzie's age. So they kind of were like, that's my girl. Like, my daughter would never. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, literally. seriously, that was yeah. a big thing. Uh, so the prosecutors brought the skulls of Andrew and Abby to the court and Lizzie... Uh, Which is uh, crazy! That were just also, mind you, like, decomposing in their house.
1: Yeah, you're like, exhibit A, a skull? Why do you need also, that? How did this, How did they
2: get the skull so fast? I guess they, like, acid or something? I don't know. I don't know. They clean. Um, but um, at that moment, Lizzie fainted, which became huge news. Because it's kind of like, oh, my family. Yeah. It- Emma testified that it was her idea to burn the dress. Emma... The- And an interesting tidbit on top of this, if Andrew had died first, Abby's family would have gotten the inheritance because of that marital laws and the will and everything like that. But since Abby was killed first, it would all go to Lizzie and Emma. And in fact, they were able to determine Abby was killed first. Interesting. And unsurprisingly, the jury acquitted her after one hour. They didn't even watch the credits of a TV show. Just one hour. Uh, because like we said, the juror kind of always was like, this is my girl.
1: Yeah. They, they couldn't believe that like a wealthy woman mm-hmm. would do something so brutal. And that was kind True. of it.
2: Yeah. They were just like, huh? This girl? Uh, Meanwhile, Lizzie... we we're like,
1: yeah, that makes sense.
2: <laughs> Never forget the original Ponzi scheme, girl. Uh, oh, yeah. Lizzie got a huge inheritance from her father's death. It was equivalent to like over ten million dollars in today's money. My God, insane! Two months after the acquittal, she and Emma moved to a house on the hill—the very aspirational.
1: Yeah, ha, ha, ha. she finally got
2: it. She made had her moment, but when she got there, people shunned her, and she became a pariah because everyone's like, "Hey, hun. like you killed your family." <laughs> like, and it's what, that's but I'm what. I'm like, how are you
1: gonna shun her when you guys were also supporting her at the trial? Like, what? Very That's confusing. True. Pick a side.
2: Pick a side. When someone shows you their true colors, believe them, Lizzie. <laughs> right. Uh, the neighborhood kids also pranked her, which, like, bold on them. You think I would not be pranking this person?
1: Oh, my God, yeah. That's you know what I mean? Wild. I'm like, wait, y'all... Y- it's like a Boo Radley with- status, but you know that this person maybe committed murder. Playing with
2: matches, a girl could get burned. Uh, she and Emma also had a falling out in 1904. And in 1905, Emma moved out, and they never spoke to each other again.
1: Damn,
2: Family's that's hard. that's
1: really dedication to pettiness. I feel like oh, like that's holding a grudge.
2: No, you want to know the ultimate mic drop? Yes. Emma moved, or uh, or then um, so Emma moved out. Lizzie moved from the murder house to a separate home, where she lived until her death in 1927, nine days before Emma died. So Emma literally that's wanted to weird. have the last word.
1: Yes, I know, but not too much, you know.
2: Not too much. She's like, Don't ask me too many questions, but this is what this is what I'm gonna do.
1: Wow, that's interesting. I'm sure you're all asking, well, if Lizzie didn't do it, then who did? And yeah, I, I asked the same question. Um, so there's a couple of theories. We'll kinda go through the BS ones first. Mm-hmm. Um one of them was that Lizzie was having an affair with Bridget, and then like Abby discovered the relationship, threatened to tell Andrew, which prompted the murders. Um, mm. But like, there's just no evidence of that.
2: Besides, if they're like she's thirty two and unmarried. She must be <laughs> crazy, right? Saturday. That's so. Tr- I know, right?
1: <laughs> It's not like they're, you know, writing letters and and that's her roommate of 16 years, you know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh, that's our aunt's friend. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't really there's not really evidence of that. Um, There's also a theory that Bridget did it. um, But again, there's just like no evidence of that. And and it seemed like she had a pretty good relationship with the family. Um, So I don't know. Like she would probably just. Just quit instead of you know committing this murder. There is another theory that Lizzie, Lizzie and Emma kind of like worked together to commit the murder, and mm. we do know that like they really did not like Abby, and they would f- fight with their dad.
2: And also, they both wanted
1: money. Yes, they did want the money, or they just wanted him to spend it on like stuff for them That's true. that would benefit the Ball whole thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there is also a theory that like Lizzie was a victim of incest, but again, there's not really like. Lot of evidence that that happened, yeah. Um, there's also a theory that, um, the the brother in law or the uncle who was John Morse who was visiting, um, committed the murders. Um, but there again, like he was kind of proven to be pretty far from the house, um, at the time the murders occurred. So I, I, that I did look to him when I first learned that he was there, Mm -hmm. but it does seem like he was not at was, the, there at the time. Town. Nope, so nope, then, nope. yeah, so then there is one theory. It's called the wild eyed man. Um, Lizzie, and also shout out to the crime wire for this. Um, yes, so Lizzie great. actually told police that she'd seen a wild eyed man lurking around the home um, hmm. the same day as the murders. And apparently hmm. a few people, like n- neighbors, also saw a suspicious man um, later in the day. And as for who this uh, who this wild-eyed man could be, well, apparently Andrew Borden had an illegitimate son, William, who was twenty-six years old. Yeah, (laughs) wild-eyed, wild-eyed Willie—that's what they called him. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so he was twenty-six years old at the time of the murders. Um, Mm. And according to the theory, like he was basically trying to get money out of Andrew and. Andrew refused to give to him, so he killed him. Um, and there is a book called uh, by Arnold Brown called "Lizzie Borden: colon, The Legend, The Truth, The Final Chapter," and um, that that book kind of goes into this theory a bit more. But um, there there could be some some evidence that, Something that, that he did it. It's basically like if she didn't do it, that seems like the most uh, but then also, did he get any money theory. from any
2: of this? So then he kind of just did it for naught.
1: Um, I don't, I don't think he right. got any money from yeah. it.
2: But it's an interesting theory.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, according to this theory, um, we know that Lizzie and Emma were angry with Andrew, and there's, I guess, a rumor that he was kind of planning to not cut them out of the will, but like reduce how much they diminish. Would get. Because now there's no family. Yeah. Yes. And so now, and the theory was that Lizzie contacted William to basically help him persuade their dad not to like give away all his money. Um, Mm. And then the theory is that like they got into some argument or something and William like committed these murders. Um, And then Lizzie kind of took the fall so that she would be able to get the money um, and not have to share it. So that's the theory. Um, that's a pretty good theory. I'm into you know, that, that. Has to, yeah,
2: that. I'm into that. You know, wow, yeah. Because that was the Lizzie other thing Willie. where
1: she was, Lizzie was not very big. Like, she was a small woman. And they said that Abby was like 200 pounds. And it's just like, it would take a lot to like hack two people to death. But wouldn't, and also, like, I don't know, I'm like, I so think I, I would be, yeah. du- I'd be done with one hatchet blow.
2: That's, a, yeah, well, that's also, yeah, I can't imagine. Also, a hatchet back then? I feel like they're just, like, literally, they're not, like, doled at any side. I feel like it's just all Yeah, hatch. no, I
1: have no idea. I'm, yeah, it's kind of like, I don't really know if if a woman could do it. I think if you have enough adrenaline coursing through you. Yeah. A woman can do anything a man can do. I,
2: I was gonna say, <laughs> anything you can do, I can do better. Girl boss. She, I think Lizzie Borden, yeah, Boss Borden, yeah. And uh, I do think because I mean, a lot of Willie, I feel like maybe she had him had a hand in it, but she does kind of give me mastermind.
1: Yeah. Of it all. Yeah, I don't know. I'd I don't like know. I would like to read this book, um, but I don't know. I mean, I could I could easily see her having done it. Yeah. It, it does oh. seem to really fit.
2: And it's a thing. I want. There's. Ugh. I'm almost like you didn't leave a note when you're about to die, girl. About anything.
1: Oh, I know. I'm Confessing. like, come on. Like, tell us the truth. Oh,
2: let it out. I wonder if it's in a floorboard somewhere. I'm sure everybody looked, but.
1: Oh, my gosh. We need ugh. a deathbed confession.
2: Right. It's got, just wrap it up. But I know this one. But I mean, like, what? We, what a classic case to kick up the year with.
1: Truly. Truly. I don't I don't think I I don't think I'm I have I'm less sure than I was before, you know, like.
2: That's true. when you brought up Willie. That really made me think. I made me kind of go, like, Oh, okay. So I feel like it maybe was a lot of moving parts because money always.
1: But then I'm also like, to... Well, why didn't I hear about this wild eyed man in any of the real articles I read? And why did I only find <laughs> Wait, out about him in rhymewire.com? Like, I don't. Mm. That's actually like, true. Smithsonian Mag. Like, where were you guys? <laughs> They're kind know. of like, Man, so I have to, to read Editing
2: our work. Yeah. We, we need to do a, a see if it holds up in a court of us.
1: Yes, so I'd have to read that book. Um, <laughs> but, but it's definitely interesting. I'm like, oh, that could sway me.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's always curious. And also it's one of those ones too where it's like, it's so long ago that it is, I feel like the theories that have been able to hold up and not get muddled in like the ooh of it all could really uh, do some mind changing.
1: Yes, definitely. But... Other than that, let us know what which cases you guys want us to cover. Um, always. Join the Facebook group, Not Another True Crime group. We have a good thread going there. That's I think I think I found out about that documentary I watched from like someone who DM'd us, too, at Not Another True Crime.
2: Oh, yeah, Not Another True Crime. I took some screenshots from that thread. So we're going to be unpacking all those. And I know two people just posted about crimes that they want us to cover. So we're always looking there for new stuff. And also, we'll be posting the ticket link in there, of course, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, to kind of get, that. like, so... If anybody's thinking about like being going solo, ride solo
1: or bring an entire family or just post in the group because I'm sure like other people will do that too. And then you guys can have like a fun little friendship moment. Yes.
2: And also, the vibe of Union Hall is like it's like a bar up top and then the show places in the bottom. So, like, you can go and like hang, grab yes. a bike, grab some drinks before. Places like library. Cool vibe. <laughs> Very botchy.
1: <laughs> Very botchy. An adjective now. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so we hope to see you all there. And other than that, Follow us on Instagram and not know the true crime. We are posting also, like, I post news updates there. I know a lot of you guys, like, want us to talk about updates. But I think by the time we record it, it's already kind of passe. So just follow us on Instagram. We post updates. And also we do little daily games. So that's always a fun time. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Yes,
2: tell a friend who might be interested in this vibe. We always appreciate it.
1: Yes, uh, you can follow me on Instagram. at Sarah Le You can follow me at
2: Casmer
1: with a K, and we'll be back next week.
0: Not Another True Crime Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales-Pico and Sean Kilby. Our hosts are Sarah Levine and Danny Murphy. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at NATC Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to NATC at Betches.com.
1: touches.